0: Food Heals Podcast, episode 124. They weren't in a locker room, so stop right. saying it was locker room talk. No. They were at work. Yeah, yeah. I exactly. And they were mic'd. The <laughs> Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself.
1: Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stressed stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately.
0: Everybody knows that the dice are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Alison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. And of course, that was a little snippet from the late, great Leonard Cohen, whose words really do stand the test of time, especially in this interesting political climate we find ourselves in.
2: You had me read those lyrics uh, before we played the song, and I've never heard those lyrics. And oh my god, how pertinent.
0: Yeah, most of his songs are, surprisingly. Um, And I grew up uh, with my parents were huge fans, my mom especially. Were they really? And I remember thinking, oh, this is like an old man crooning into the microphone. Like, I didn't get it. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, this was their culture because they had to be so politically active because there were so many horrible things going on back then. Right. Little did I know what would happen in our lifetime. Then
2: you would have to do it too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yay!
0: Exactly. So happy Thanksgiving, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Happy
0: Thanksgiving, Ellie. Allie. Eh. Uh, we're going to be grateful anyway. Yeah, you have to. I mean, what else are you going to do? So today, Food Heals Nation, we wanted to talk about how to be grateful during tough times. And I just think it's important because no matter who you voted for in the recent election, most people are upset. Our country seems extremely divided. And it's just hard to go into the holidays with a positive attitude when there's so much negativity and hate in the world right now.
2: I agree. But I think that you know, I have friends that um, span the gamut of this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not in terms of who they voted for, but in terms of how they're reacting sure. to the election. I've had friends that were in protesting downtown the yep. very first night in yep. L.A. and blocking the freeway.
0: Yeah. And I've
2: had friends... They, they
0: blocked my drive home? Thank you very much. They did. But I was happy. I liked, <laughs> I liked their signs. And then I've had friends that
2: are like... I think it'll be okay. He's not gonna do what he says he's gonna do, and, and you want to
0: punch them in the face? Yeah,
2: yeah, and be like, "Are you insane?" Because you're Jewish, and he's got an anti you know Semitic man running his you know on his on the right side of him. Oh boy! And I think it's really important. We were together. Yeah. Well, we watched the election. We watched the election together. Had a little party, and I showed up positive, and you had a lovely spread of signs you
0: put so much effort into the details i love it i know and um and then the night shifted the night definitely shifted we started out the night just like the saturday night live sketch where everyone's like i can't wait to elect our first female president y'all hashtag pantsuit and then it went downhill yeah (laughs) So we we Susie and I debated doing a full on election episode but I think honestly we were both just too stunned to do something right away like I didn't know I was
2: and then I was like you know I'm always I'm I was always on the fence because I'm I was stunned and then I was like no it's important to talk about these things to our listeners mm-hmm. again no matter who you voted for because at least if you voted then you're you're taking part in the process however this is unprecedented um, no matter how you feel about this country, about your opportunities, about the way it's being run, about Obama, about Hillary, or about anything. The way that Trump got put into office was through fear and hate.
0: Yeah. That's and, it. And the Electoral College, and which is an antiquated com- system that yeah. does not work. Which, as and we've which seen- was
2: put into place so that white men who owned property were the ones that counted to vote. Exactly. I don't know if you know that. Yes. Yeah. So it's doing what it was meant to do, right. but that's not what our country is about anymore. And it's a terrifying place to yeah. to be right now. I mean, I have friends um, that are African American that have children that are of mixed race, mm-hmm. or friends straight up African American, and they're just and and of other ethnicities, and just kind of left baffled as to what this means for them, as well as Latinos and women and LGBT community and. This is part. This is our America, people. I'm I'm really sorry to bring it to you. Those that want to go back to a white 1950s version where all the women were chained to an oven and did not work and did not speak. <laughs> and maybe uh, Ali looks a little scared right now. Am I saying too much? I'm I, I always am afraid that I'm going to offend people with what I'm saying. But I think it's important. That that's why this we, we have this podcast to begin with, and we've always kind of stayed away from politics. Yeah. I and mean, I've I, I've snuck in a couple of Trump Trump (laughs) comments here and there, but we've always kind of stuck to what we do, which is I have no problem. We have no problem talking about health and big pharma and stuff like that, but politics and, uh, They always say, what, you never talk politics and religion at a party, right? I
0: know. And this is kind of like our own personal party that we have with you, our loyal listeners. And so hopefully nothing offends you. But, you know, this is our platform to speak our truths as well and figure out how to come together after such a historic event that – really none of us were expecting, and I know I keep referring to the SNL skit, but, you know, in the skit, a lot of people were expecting it, is what they show. And I wasn't. I definitely was. Well, I th- I, I,
2: you know what it was? It's like, how was the how were the polls so wrong? And basically, people weren't speaking out. People they were said because white honest. women lied. <laughs> white women lied. Which is awful. God damn you, white women. I'm <laughs> part of you. What happened? Like, yeah. I, 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 how could you, I don't know how you could vote for a man that spoke of women that way? And over and over again, it wasn't just the Bush, uh, the the uh, Billy Bush bus incident. It was over and over, over again. and over again. And yeah. over and over, everything he and over said and over.
0: about our immigrant population and saying that people from Mexico were all those horrible things that you know they're not. And and here's the crazy thing is that I don't think he wanted this job. I don't either.
2: I, I don't, saw he has s- had
0: so much fear in his eyes. Yeah, when sitting he won. next to Paul Ryan. Yeah, you guys, I think it was a big popularity contest for him. He wanted to get higher ratings for his next reality show. We all know he's making a reality TV I think network. It, I think
2: it runs deeper than that, though. Think about, OK, so he has all of these assets, right? And I've been watching the news about how every president, just out of like every wealthy president, rather, JFK, Jimmy Carter. Uh, Bush, all the Bushes, would mm-hmm. put their assets in a blind trust so mm-hmm. that they could, there, there was no conflict of interest, so that their actions for the United States, leading the richest, most powerful nation in the world, mm-hmm. was not, you know, it d- did not interfere, did not touch any of their personal property, their personal investments. So that no conflict of interest could be Correct. created. Correct. Well, guess what? Bush, uh, sorry, Bush, guess what, to
0: <laughs> Don't you miss George W. right now. I do. And <laughs> I never fucking thought I would say
2: that. Sorry, but I never thought I would say that. He was an oh, angel gosh. compared to Trump. Yeah, sorry, but go ahead. But I almost feel like you laid the groundwork for that. Yeah, Or at really. least the Tea Party in between. Yeah. Um, but it yeah. is amazing because I because there's been so many theories about how how did this happen? How did we get here? But
0: but what were you going to say about the trust? I so <laughs> he's he's
2: not in he didn't put any of his stuff in a blind trust. He's just giving it to his kids, which is not a blind trust. And then he's trying to get clearances. He's trying to get his his kids' jobs. His son in law a job in the White House. That he has so many conflicts of interest. Mm-hmm. Also with his properties, he's got properties in Turkey. He's got properties all over the world, hotels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. We've never seen anything like this, and I don't think that the majority of people who voted for him understand the implications and the ramifications of someone who is running top-level multinational businesses and trying to run the country at the same time. First of all, I don't even know if he has time for it. He doesn't even say he's going to spend time in the White House, or he's going to spend most of his
0: time in New York City. I'm pretty sure he's going to live in his penthouse, and he's never going to be at the White House.
2: Yeah. Why would he? (laughs) Because in his penthouse, he can get whatever he wants, and the White House, you know... It's someone else's. He's yeah. got to redecorate it. Whatever you know, it's <laughs> this is unprecedented, and that that's
0: why it's so scary. And a lot of people um, I've seen online, not my personal friends, thank goodness, but saying, you know what, he's just a reality sh- uh, star. He's not actually a racist. He doesn't actually think these things. And I don't care if he does or if he doesn't. The point is, is that he is now given a voice to those who do, who are mm-hmm. racist. He's made it okay. Who are sexist. He's made it okay. Exactly. And and that is the scariest part. And that's why we're seeing all these and acts even of if violence. He,
2: okay, so even if he, okay, so let's, let's play that out. So even if he's just a reality star and he's selling his soul to the devil so that he can get an office for God knows what, because honestly, he doesn't want the job. He, he doesn't want a job. I mean, he's been, he's been, he's got born with a silver spoon in oh, his mouth. Absolutely. He doesn't know what that means. Yeah, Let's play that out. So what kind of person could say those things to gain the presidency? Yeah, I don't, I don't care if he means it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to take him as, at his word. Right. If he says those things, I'm going to say, oh, okay, that's what you're for. What else am I supposed to, I mean, you're supposed to go back and say, no, 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 it's not true.
0: Yeah, because being a liar is just as bad as being a racist, homophobic, Well, it doesn't matter. It comes, down, it comes down to
2: trust. <laughs> do you trust the president? I trusted Obama. I trusted Hillary, Hillary Clinton. I trusted the presidents that I've known, that I've lived under, that they would do the right thing for the country and would us, wouldn't bring us into possible World War III, wouldn't um, recreate a scenario, where, a scenario where a world war would again be possible. And what Trump is doing, the way he's speaking, About backing out of NATO, about not uh, being in allegiance with our allies, about not paying for it, about all that shit, Mm -hmm. um, could set into motion serious disruption of life as we know it. And I don't think people understand that. They just want to be like, la, la, la. No, it's fine. No, it's not fine.
0: It's not fine. And it's time to speak out. So what can we do? What are the things that we as individuals can do to make, you know, our communities better, to fight for the rights that we want, to talk to our congressman about what's important to us? You know, he's talking about um, repeal- repealing health care. If you like your health care, who can you call? Those types of things. Like, there are so many um, good people out there doing good work, and we have to join them, Right. I think uh, if this is where your heart is leading you, like for, I
2: was a Bernie Sanders supporter.
0: Yeah, me too. And like I, Like st- you uh, said, you trusted Hillary. I trusted Bernie. I trusted Bernie, but I trusted Hillary over Trump. Of course, of like, course. There's no way in
2: hell I could have ever voted for Trump. Ever, 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 ever. I would have not voted if that if that was my only choice. Um, but I was for Bernie. I was for what he stands for. And he is still leading his quote unquote revolution. He yeah. is still for all the things he said. And he is also part of the population that is not taking this lying down. Yeah.
0: The reason I really liked Bernie um, personally um, is because he was standing up to big pharma and continues to, was doing it in California and across the nation. And everyone has their personal issue that they relate to that makes a difference in their lives. And for me, it's that because of my past experience and, and me watching the toxic effects of the pharmaceutical industry took a toll on both of my parents. And so when I hear him speak, I... I feel like this is the change that we need. And I know everyone says they're going to be the change that we need, including Obama, including everyone. But he really is fighting for the little guy and fighting for what the majority of Americans are, which are normal tax-paying citizens. who are just trying to make it. You know what drives me nuts is that, quote unquote, the
2: Republicans that I know like to say they're against big government. They're against, quote unquote, socialism. Bernie was a democratic socialist Mm -hmm. uh like what they have in europe and they're all i mean it's this rhetoric that was spun out literally spun out on a record that ronald reagan made i believe in the hmm he i believe way before he was president i think it was in the 60s could have been earlier than that but i mean if you look back at history it's it's very interesting how we got here so uh, as an example, uh, Ronald Reagan was saying, "Oh, socialized medicine is bad. You know, so uh, uh, we we can't do that. We, um, we already have socialized systems in our country. If we did not, we would not function. These are the ones I'm talking about: paved roads, mm-hmm. free schools for our kids, police, fire department." The things that make up our individual communities that make us function the way that we do Mm -hmm. if we go backwards say like um i don't remember where it was i think it was in kentucky or tennessee where they were proposing a pay per usage fire department oh my god so like say god forbid your house caught on fire yeah and you called the fire department well send us your visa card or we're not coming that is not a functional society absolutely that will not not stand Same thing with healthcare. I mean, as um, we're the only nation in the world that doesn't have socialized healthcare for all of its citizens, doesn't have free universities, public universities for our people. This is an investment back into society. It's not free stuff. We're paying for it anyway. And if you can't pay for it, then you wind up struggling.
0: Yeah, and if anyone wants to learn more about um, what other countries do well that we don't, please watch Where to Invade Next by Michael Moore, which mm-hmm. I know Susie and I are both fans of because it really lays it out, and it's so fascinating, and you're like, wow. And he we- even
2: talks about it like you either pay for it up front or you pay for it later. It doesn't matter, and and Americans, a lot of Americans, a lot of Republicans are so against. Oh, we don't want to be told what to do with our money. Well, guess what? These are costs of being a human being on the face of the earth. Healthcare education uh care for your elders you know this is just part of life Mm -hmm. it's insane that that we're still talking about this that we're the only first world nation cuba has better health
0: care than we do
1: (laughs) cuba right Right.
0: all right so let's talk about some some good things that are happening um from the election because sometimes you have to hit rock bottom to come back up, so I saw this really great article. And what would you do, let's say, if you were um, if you were at a restaurant and someone was talking horribly about women and how they shouldn't have jobs and they should be, you know, working in the kitchen and things like that, and not um, in the workforce? Before the election, I would have probably ignored it and mm-hmm. just
2: said that person is ignorant. They're entitled their, to their stupid beliefs, <laughs> but they don't really affect me. Right. Now, I would probably say something if they were close enough within earshot. I would, I would say something because I, I used to not care about politics. Clinton mm-hmm. was in office when I was in college. Mm-hmm. I was at UC Berkeley. There was never a march out like there yeah, were in the sixties. There were never a then. protest. I yeah. mean, there was barely any, and I was just like, whatever. It's you know, and like you said, like your parents had to face stuff. It's coming back
0: around. Oh yeah, it's cyclical. Absolutely. So there was a diner, and um, they had to sit next to um, a group of people who were, you know, discussing um, LGBT issues. They had just found out um, someone in their in their family was gay, and they were saying they would pray for Jesus to cure the next Pray nephew. the gay away. Yeah, and so a woman was sitting there who was, um, you know, a lesbian, and she decided um, to pay for their meal. And a random act of kindness. Wow. Yeah. And then she left them a receipt and wrote, Happy holidays from the very gay, very liberal table sitting next to you. Jesus made me this way. Love. Her name is Natalie. And she said, P.S., be accepting of your family. And she paid for their entire meal. You know what's crazy to me is that, and I just came back from a
2: family wedding in North Carolina. Mm hmm in me- or very near Mecklenburg County, which is one of the um, counties that was, I remember hearing a lot about it mm-hmm. at your house during election night. And obviously a very uh, important state in this election. And just, just knowing that that kind of stuff exists there and we live in a very liberal city here, um, it's so strange to me because it, my family's very religious there. And they talk about God and they talk about Jesus and, and, and all those things they're in. Mm-hmm. And from what I know about Jesus, Jesus said to love everybody. Yeah. And Jesus be didn't, accepting Jesus didn't everybody. say to control people. He didn't say to change them. He said to love everybody. And that is not what I see in, say, this, this example that you were talking about, they were going to pray for them. It's like, that's not what Jesus said. So where did you get the idea that you need to pray for someone else Right. that, is a, that has a, a lifestyle that is not your own? Right. I don't understand it. It feels like going backwards. It feels like we're not using the brains that god gave
0: us. Mhm. I totally agree with you. You know, whether you're religious or not, I think it's kind of a universal concept because there's a lot of spiritual people out there who believe in the power, healing power of love, loving yourself and loving others. And then most of the people that I know who are religious also believe in that. But sometimes it's not in alignment with their, you know, their thoughts and actions. And so I don't want to judge them. I just want to bring up the point that If love is the ultimate healing tool, then you have to love someone exactly as they are, Mm -hmm. exactly where they Mm -hmm. are, they are without your judgment. Mm -hmm. And that can be hard to do. I understand that it can be hard to do. But you have to have a level of self-reflection and go, what is this reflecting about me that I don't like their choices? I think it's a a matter of freedom versus control, which is also kind of
2: like on the same scale of being left versus right. Okay, so either way, if you if you take politics if you take the far left or the far right if you go either way you're kind of screwed because we've seen communism and that doesn't work and we've seen fascism that doesn't work either Mm -hmm. so it's somewhere in between where you have the benefits of a communal society but you also have the freedom to create your own work to um to not have to be so regulated by government it's a sliding scale it's somewhere in between which is I think, where Bernie is correct. But everybody sees him as so far left because they are so far right. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with freedom versus control in terms of religiosity. Is that even a word? Or loving. <laughs> loving. Be, or as Bill Maher would say, religious. Religious. <laughs> loving versus control. You know, it's like, um, I think, and this is, this is going to segue so nicely into what I've wanted, I've been dying to talk about for so long. Freedom versus control. How much can you let other people be themselves and not want to control them, i.e. women who want to work or not have children mm-hmm. or speak their mind, God forbid, or the gay community or
0: minorities. Even, even or- me with not trying to control everything that I do or my husband does that that affects our relationship, you yep. know. Just that simply, it can be hard sometimes, and I have to stop myself and go, okay, what's this really about, and how can I be in a loving place, come from a loving place? And
2: especially with children. I, as we said before, I don't, we don't have children yet, but I see this with parents all the time where you want to control their experience, control their life so that they are safe and then mm-hmm. also that they are living according to your standards. Yeah,
0: and I want to say something quickly about that. So when I was at University of Santa Monica uh, studying spiritual psychology, One thing that they always said, because um, parents would always be struggling with like how their kids were turning out or what they were doing and their choices and things like that. Um, And our teachers would always say, you are not responsible for how your children turn out. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard pill to swallow, because in every school shooting and everything that happens, people say, where are the parents? Where are the parents? Where are the parents? And I get that. But on a spiritual level. You are not responsible for anyone other than yourself.
2: Uh, it's. I think. It, I think it's on that sliding scale again of freedom versus control. You know, um, my cousin told me. You know, a, a good parent will work themselves out of a job. Meaning. <laughs> You have a baby. You have an infant. There's a lot you have to control. You got to right. plug in the outlets. You got to make sure they're fed on time. You got to make sure they don't die. You got to make sure that they have all of their nutrition and that they're developing. They learn, and then as they get, as kids get older, you give them a little bit more freedom, and they grow, and a little bit more freedom, and they grow, but they still have to, to know, okay, you don't uh, grab a knife from the knife block. When you're a toddler, as my brother did, as he slid a chair over to the knife block and oh. walked into the living room as a, as a four-year-old and was like, Mommy! And he had a knife blade in his hand. Oh, my God. He did not cut himself, thank God. But this is the thing I'm talking about. It's like the freedom versus control. So, uh, yeah, you're definitely not responsible for someone else's actions. However, I don't know. It's on that sliding scale. But what I wanted to segue into was... Um,
0: the Sedona Method,
2: mm-hmm. and this I've heard. I know you've heard me talk about this for a co- probably at least a
0: couple of months now. It's no not longer, no, literally. This is all I hear from Susie Food Heals Nation. So we've been wanting to do an episode about this. So we're we're gonna do that soon. But this is an intro. We have
2: we have to mention. I have to mention it. Yeah. So Just it's- tell
0: us how it's helping you get through these tough times.
2: I will, <laughs> I will. It it helps. It's helped me immeasurably. So um, years ago, I took a course for artists and actors in order to get out of your own way. Because when you're an artist and you're trying to create and you're trying to make a living as an artist, sometimes your head can get in the way. Yeah. And so this was a class to try to give you tools in order to um, achieve and take action and and not listen to the fears and the doubts and all the stuff in your head. One of the things they taught us was Sedona Method. Sedona Method was actually started... Hmm. The basis of it was probably in the 50s by a man named Lester Levinson. And Lester was very smart, very successful. He had an apartment in Central Park West, and he was very ill. Mm -hmm. He reached a point in his life, I believe he was in his 50s, if I'm not mistaken. um, We had a lot of money. He had a lot of friends, but his body was very sick. He had diverticulitis and heart disease and... Uh, Skin disorders and he was his body was very ill and um, I think he had a heart attack and the doctors gave him I think 60 or 90 days to live and Again, this was in the 50s. So healthcare was very different. And so he went home to basically die and he, develop, he began to develop a series of just releasing on his life because I guess if you're given a death sentence, if you're told you're going to die in 90 days, 60 to 90 days, you're kind of like, well, that's it. And that's he started, exa-
0: It's confirmation bias. That's exactly what happened to my father.
2: Yeah. Exactly. They and said I, three months. It was three months. It was. And some people survive beyond that and some people don't. Some people listen to it like, okay, the doctor said that, so that's going to happen. Yeah. It's and, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. And so he went home, but he just thought, what I've been doing clearly led me to this point in my life. And I'm I'm going to just start releasing. He just started kind of letting go of beliefs, of thoughts, of feelings, of memories. Good for him for having that awareness. That doesn't usually I don't know, happen. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it. That was like a it. divine download. Probably. From someone. Um, he was apparently a very intelligent man. And uh, I, yeah, I don't know how he did it. But apparently, 60 days came, 90 days came. He was still living. He lived another 20 or 30 years. And I'm, I'm sorry that my, my, my um, this is from memory, but he lived a, a very long time mm-hmm. after that. And he did, and that was the be- beginning of the Sedona Method. He then passed it on to other people. And it's a series of verbal exercises. Mm-hmm. You can do it with people or on your own. Um, you can read a book about it. You can do MP3s with it. And it's a series of releasing Thoughts, beliefs, patterns, habits, um, feelings—in um, order to free yourself from psychological discomfort. Mm-hmm. And so, I started this a long time ago, and I and I start, and it really worked for me. Um, I had tried a lot of things. I, in my life, I've had depression, I've had anxiety. I was a psych major. I've always been fascinated by the mind and how we process things, and this was a method to get me into my present moment. And, yes. and I've found that my most joyous moments are when I'm most present. Because I'm not thinking about what I should have done, or I'm not thinking about what I have to do, or I'm not thinking about what that person thought of me, or accept, Or I could, I could go on and on. But I'm just in my here and now. And this is an immediate tool. It is not associated with any religion, so that whatever your beliefs, um, you're completely fine. You You can believe whatever you want. This still fits into it. And it's brilliant, And
1: in a nutshell.
2: (laughs) It is brilliant. And the reason that I love bringing up the wanting control versus freedom is that Lester realized that all of our suffering comes from wanting one of the five wants about whatever given topic. And those are wanting control, wanting separation, wanting oneness, wanting approval or love, and wanting... Security or safety. Susie, I want all those things. What do I do? Release. <laughs> Just let it go. So let it go. Um, in any given moment, unless you're actually facing down a tiger or a gun or a very threatening situation, you're probably okay. And we're probably mostly creating these in our mind. When from, we're
0: not in fight or flight. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Which for the majority of your life, you are not. Yes. Some people do experience that. I have. People sure. in war zones have. But... Uh, Most people do not. But we live as if we are. We're recreating the experience of, oh, he dumped me. Oh, I got fired. Oh, what if this happens? Oh, what if I lose my job? What if this person gets elected? And so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And we're not in our present moment. And we are most powerful when we are in our present moment. We are most peaceful. We are most happy. We are who we are supposed to be. We are relaxed.
0: I feel powerful right now in this present moment. Good. With you. Sing it, sister. (laughs) So
2: this method um, to me, I, and <laughs> I could, I could probably call 10 people right now and then they're like, yes, we know Sedona method, but
0: <laughs> it's, I'm not going to sell
2: anybody anything. Um, this is just something that I feel Not a like, sponsor of ours? Nope. Not at all. Probably should um, be. You can find a lot of information about it. Um, these, and they've been doing stuff about the election right now, right? They have. And we are going to link, and that's that's why I bring it up, because um, I've been steadily doing my releasing on lots of stuff. Can you imagine, like, however long you've been living, how much stuff you've kind of contained in your body or how many thoughts and memories and doubts and beliefs and false beliefs you've kind of stirred away where it um, re- would be really useful to just let all that go? Yeah. Um, they have uh, support calls, and they, they did one specifically for the election for people that are feeling afraid or feeling lack of control. That's something that I know I felt about this, which was lack of control and wanting safety and security because I do not feel safe with this president-elect at all. Mm-hmm. So we're going to link a free um, support call that hailed Dwoskin of the Sedona Method, and he was featured in The Secret. I'm sure a lot of the people listening to this have seen The Secret. He was in there. Um, this is actually one of the components to The Secret where um, – We've been taught that if you, or or, or, or something that you need to do if you're going to manifest, which we've been taught, like, if you want it more, then it's going to happen sooner. No, it's actually when you release and don't care how or when it comes to you, then it comes to you. You release
0: the attachment to the outcome. Exactly. That's what people aren't getting about the secret and what they kind of didn't quite explain. They didn't. You're expecting a brand new car to come, but you have to release the attachment that you're going to get it. Or what it looks like. Mm Mm-hmm. Or certain things, like things it has are going to be show red. up. Things are going to show up in different ways than you might have imagined them, but they're exactly. for your higher purpose, for exactly. your higher good. Yeah.
2: I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I live right by Runyon Canyon, on a, uh, in Los Angeles, Love and Runyon. where I used to take Obi to hike, and which I, where I still do. And I used to live a couple miles away from there. And I remember I was taking him to hike, and I'd parked on this one block, and I was walking back to my car, and I looked up, and there were these beautiful. Fat palm trees, I think they're Saudi Arabian palm trees. they're very they're they're very different. There's the tall and skinny ones in LA and there's the big fat ones, they're mm-hmm. kind of shorter and they're very bushy. And I thought, this is a beautiful street. This would be a really beautiful street to live on. That's it. That's all like I remember having that thought. And then probably like two or three years later, I found myself living on that street. And yeah, you could say that's a coincidence. I don't think so. I think that I really had the thought. And I put it out there and I thought I was appreciative and grateful. Yep. And then I let it go. Yeah. I didn't expect to live there, but I wound up living there. I love that. Yeah.
0: I remember that. You've told me that story before. Yeah. Well, that's
2: one of the, I mean, I have my doubts, uh, my own personal doubts about what I am capable of manifesting. But I do know that if you're going to manifest, you need to release on whatever you're trying to bring into you, your life. You cannot be so constricted and want it and need it. And that does not work. Yeah. So um, we're going to link to the election support call from the Sedona Method. Uh, you can check out the Sedona.com uh, website that has all the information. You know, you can start with the book. That's actually where I started is reading the book. And then um, you can get MP3 downloads of all of their works. They have a beginner's course, and then it goes beyond there. But if this any of this has uh, been interesting to you, I really recommend that you look into it because... It's really changed my life and continues to and is a tool that I use in difficult times and even in good times.
0: Yeah, because you can use it to help you release trauma or, you know, fear of what is to come Mm -hmm. by and at the same time, you can also be attracting what you do want to come the goodness and and and. Whatever you want to manifest.
2: Well, it, it, they talk a lot about resistance in the Sedona Method. Yeah. And whatever you resist, persists. Persist, that's yes. been a saying that's been around forever. Yes. I'm sure you heard that in your Santa Monica program. Uh, we hear this
0: at USM. Gabrielle Bernstein says it. Whatever you resist, yeah. persists. Marianne
2: Williams, Exactly. All and good so, people to follow that are very similar. And so this is uh, uh, po- think, just thinking positively or just doing affirmations, for me, did not work. Because I was like, this sucks, whatever XYZ I was thinking about. I'm like, this blows, and I don't like it. And I would try to do affirmations. I'm like, but this is my real feeling. This is where I'm at. I'm not feeling positive about this topic. I'm feeling bad about this topic. To deny your actual feelings about anything, whether it be about the election, your marriage, your relationship, your dog's health, whatever, it, your job, whatever it is, is denying your reality. And I dealt with that for so long. This method teaches you to go, no, it's okay. Your Mm -hmm. reality is okay. However, you feel like allow yourself to feel shitty, allow yourself to feel mad, allow yourself to feel depressed. And this is what I was guiding a friend of mine through with the election results. It's like you gotta feel what you're feeling. You have to feel it to heal it, baby. That's right. (laughs) You gotta let it be there because once you actually allow it to be there, it will it will move yes it will change it will shift okay so there's a scale of emotion and this has been used I've seen this in various places in the self-help healing world and it starts out on the lower end of vibrational emotion and it goes up from there so it's apathy grief fear lust anger pride courageousness acceptance and peace Mm. and so if you are vibrating in apathy and there's many um in the sedona book um there's many different descriptions that fall under each of these categories for instance apathy is depression is despair is maybe loneliness it goes on there's a whole list and then if you go into um anger you know uh rage you know there's many different descriptors pride is kind of um Even above that, and each of those, each of these vibrate at a higher emotional energy than Mm -hmm. the one before, right? Which is really interesting to think about, and goes all the way from, you know, if you look at this list, courageousness, acceptance, and peace, I think would would be the only three that people would be like, oh, those are positive, and the other one, two, three, four, five, six below it are kind of negative. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people hang out in those lower six. In the majority of their lifetime. In the majority of their lifetime. And it takes a lot to live in courageousness, acceptance, and peace, which it does. I think most people would think they wanna be quote unquote happy. I think happy is probably under courageousness. Peace yeah. Yeah. Peace is where... Peace um, is
0: happiness.
2: I think peace is above happiness. Peace is, I don't care what happens or not. I don't care if I get the raise. I don't care if my husband loves me. I don't care. And that makes me happy. Not to care. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, but it's it's unflappable. It's hootlessness, as they say mm-hmm. in
0: these circles. It's
2: I don't care what happens. I know I'm
0: okay. Well, I know when I ascend um, this, let's call it staircase um, that you just laid out. And it is when I go there. So I remain in the middle if I don't deal with my emotion. But if I decide to deal with it, then I give myself permission, get angry. Mm -hmm. I'll go in a closet or I'll throw a pillow or something like you know around no one this doesn't happen in front of everyone because I don't want them to think I'm a crazy person, but I have to let it out okay yeah. and that's okay yeah that and it's when and, and it's when
2: we push it down that we either develop sickness, develop phobias, develop uh, tummy troubles or
0: when we let it out, yeah it shifts no it shifts and that's what happens you ascend to that piece yeah. So first you're angry, then you're sad, in my experience. Um, So, you know, not you, me. First I'm angry, then I'm sad, then I start to feel like, oh my gosh, this, this feeling comes over me. And I just saw a video where Louis C.K. was on a... Um, I love him. Yeah, it was great. Uh, we should find it and play it. But um, Louis C.K. was on one of the talk shows and he's like talking about this. And I was like, that's my experience. Mm-hmm. You get angry and then anger leads to sadness and then sadness leads to hopefulness, which leads to peace. And then you're like... See, I'm the reverse.
2: I'd be sad, then angry, then... And then you, and you can jump back and forth because as soon as you let go of one emotion, it'll... it'll um, Sedona Method talks about, you know those in the cafeteria, those plates? If you take a plate, another pops up beneath it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so each of these emotions, say um, say you got divorced.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Say so you you have a whole bunch of emotions for your ex. Yeah. So you take a plate and you release your sadness and you crash on the floor mm-hmm. like a Greek wedding. <sighs> yeah. And then another one pops up and then you're angry. And so you release that and there's just more and more and more and more. Eventually, depending upon how loaded and upon how much you stuff down... You'll eventually run out of plates, mm-hmm. and that's the goal because then you'll just be present, yeah. and you'll be like, "Yeah, I was married once, I got divorced. It's all good. It is here. What I am is. now. Yeah, that guy's hot. I'm gonna go talk to him. Whatever. You know, like <laughs> that to me is um is powerful. That's the me healing is, process. That's me as being present. That to me is living your life the way you were meant to. And so I'm so passionate about mm-hmm. this um. About Sedona Method, um, you guys, if you're listening and you have questions or you, you want to talk about it, please reach out to me on our Facebook group. I'm happy to talk about this. She listen, can't stop talking about it to me. I, <laughs> <laughs> my two, my two issues that I will talk about endlessly. But um,
0: yeah, I hope it helps. Thanks, Susie. Yeah, the only reason that I haven't started it yet is because it is so close to what I already practice, and so it's not that I'm anti. It's just that I haven't really tried it yet because it's all the same principles because Mm -hmm. these principles are universal and they just have different names. So right now I'm, I'm reading, um, Gabrielle Bernstein's, the universe has her, has your back and that's her new book. And it's in preparation for, I'm going to, um, they call it spirit junkie masterclass level two. And so it'll be an immersive retreat week long, um, experience with her and letting go of all the things we hold against ourselves and learning how to just let it go. And it's very, very similar to everything you're saying and just self-realization and so that you can heal yourself and then you're able to achieve that peace. Well, it's also a great tool because we've taught as and against
2: Sedona, Sedona, Hale Dwoskin of Sedona Method explains this uh, very well that when we are socialized, babies up until the age of two are pretty much in their present moment. And yeah. that's why they're so attractive. And that's why animals are also so attractive because they're freaking present. Yeah. Um, and also people that have, have are able to be present. They're more attractive to us because they're just, they're not expecting anything of you. They're not asking anything of you. They're just there. Yeah. And it's a tr- an attractive quality. Um, so babies up until the age of two have this. And then we socialize kids and we, people as we do because we can't have everybody walking around just being s- selfish. Uh, They have to learn how to be in society. But uh, you know what, I'm going to save this for a Sedona method
1: no episode. You want to go, I, I could talk about this forever okay,
0: okay so Don't we have a time limit alright like, we'll oh. do it we'll make sure to do it we have another guest coming I know we do okay we'll do it in December we'll do Sedona Method so everybody stay tuned if you liked this talk though and you want to hear about it let us know yeah or go to our Food Heals Nation Facebook group um, foodhealsgroup.com or look for Food Heals Nation in the Facebook group Susie will answer oh. any of your questions and we will do this uh, we'll do a future episode soon we promise guys Um, but before we go I have something unscripted and unplanned we have a new (gasps) dun 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 we have a new podcast producer y'all yeah we do her name is Roxy and she's super foxy I'm gonna call her Roxy Cleopatra Roxy can we take you away from the recording to come and talk to us for a second
1: let's do it let's
0: do it okay so we're gonna roll and hope that nothing goes wrong because she's not gonna be paying attention I hope so too so usually if it does she's fired just kidding now the pressure pressure
2: you are listening to the Food Hills Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes.
0: All right, Roxy is on the mic now. So Roxy, you've met Susie and I. We've hung out a little bit, but tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Uh, my name is Roxy Flo. I'm a full-time music producer, full-time uh, recording engineer. Um, I managed in the business side of recording studios for four years. Um, when I was 23, I hit the restart button. Because the business side was just not what I wanted to do. And unfortunately, my heart is just got such a strong call that it wouldn't shut up. And I had Mm -hmm. to press the restart button and start all over. At the old age of 23? The old age of 23. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's a good age to, you know, press the restart button. If it's like later in life, you know, if you're doing it at 50, it's like a crisis. You know what I mean? (laughs) They read it as a crisis. For me, I was like, I need to do it now or else, you know. It's Good gonna read. It's gonna read bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so today we're talking about you know how to be grateful in tough times and how are you affected by the recent election and what are your thoughts on it?
1: Um, for me and myself, uh, I I think I'm the Trump supporters' worst nightmare <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Susie's new BFF. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so uh, I, uh, the RIAA, which is a big music company uh they issue all the plaques and they're in control of a lot of the sales for the music industry and a lot of the research for it um it is a fact that they research that there's five percent of women on the technical side of uh of the recording industry mm-hmm. and for myself uh i i never i never walk into a recording session especially with uh, with a bunch of guys around uh with a chip on my shoulder like oh i'm a woman or anything like that um i I walk into a room and i just feel like everybody's my friend because why put out any other energy than that yeah um but you know there's definitely been times where this just happened last week where uh i was talking to one of my clients first time i met him uh it was in my studio in van nuys and we talked for about 20 minutes and they're like when's the engineer gonna get here (gasps) and i'm like oh that's that's me. <laughs> I was oh kind God. of used to that, and I never, you know, I, I never moved forward thinking that, oh, you know, uh, you're a sexist or da 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 da. Mm-hmm. You know, the woman thing obviously for for uh, Donald Trump to say that was just like, excuse me, <laughs> you're just gonna walk into my studio and just grab me by the pussy, you know? Right, right. <laughs> that's just not acceptable to me. Um, also you know my it's not he's so hot though (laughs) also also, i really want to say something really quick
0: they weren't in a locker room so stop saying it was locker room talk they were at work yeah yeah And they were go ahead ahead, roxy No, no no
1: i completely agree moving forward my my family is uh first generation here uh, my mom's story, she always tells me, walk off a plane with suitcase and a wad of cash. And, you know, I was born, they were able to bribe for us. So, you know, kind of the immigrant story. Also, for myself, the Wait, way. Wait, I-, I also have to interrupt you. Go that- ahead
2: everybody's family except the native americans which we completely screwed over that's everybody at some point everybody's story i'm for also first generation my parents were born in europe mm-hmm. um out of world war Two. they escaped they left when they were babies mm-hmm. but that's everybody's story at Absolutely. some point we and are so all immigrants we're all immigrants, except we're for Im- the native americans. We're immigrants which got God completely fucked when the white man came here so to to and even him, um, you know, his original, his family's original name was Drumpf, and I believe they were from Germany, and oh, they wow. were immigrants. as, Yeah, uh, they, <laughs> horrible. Um, they that that's from courtesy of John Oliver. John Oliver, yep. But um, so to say any of that about immigrants, it's it, uh, it's absurd. It's absurd. Anyway, I agree. Please continue. Uh,
1: I and and the way I identify, I feel that I'm very gender fluid. Um, I I you know, and, and I don't calculate. It's just who I am. I was about to say that. I have very masculine kind of mannerisms. But, you know, if people look at me, I look like a girly girl, you know. Um, <laughs> but I have very masculine mannerisms that I'm not apologetic about. Um, and also my mental is a way that a traditional man would would be. You know, if we're talking about a traditional man role, a traditional woman role. The way Trump makes the LGBTQ community feel is it, very threatening. For the first time, I, I woke up not knowing... It, if i was okay which is something that i I never think of i don't know if as a woman if i'm okay in the society the way i I identify if i'm okay in the society uh, sexual preference, uh, my color, I, for the first time, instead of walking into a room and thinking that everybody is my friend, now I walk into a room and, and kind of feel something in the air, like, uh, are they going to accept me for mm-hmm. who I am? And I just kind of feel like this. It's something I've never thought of, and it's an energy I've never carried.
2: And I don't think you're alone in thinking that. I think yeah. uh,
1: that's th- th- and that's- the fear
2: that all of us uh, our feeling about this is like, are we going to be okay? Absolutely. Is this going to be the America that our parents told us this is, you know, or the, how we learned about our constitution and our rights and how this country was forged. And are are we okay? Do we still have our rights? And I am not, qu- I wish I could, Roxy, I wish I could sit, sit here and go, no, you're going to be fine. I don't, I can't say that.
1: Absolutely. And, th- and that's the fear uh, of everyone with color, the LGBTQ community. Uh, it's it's just the energy that has been presented into our nation where it's acceptable now to to say what you want to say and put out this negative energy and, and honestly you know he he makes fun of people he makes fun of people with disabilities he right. makes you know even though it's considered locker room talk I mean that's no. gotta be a lot of truth in there you know no. in the inner soul that's gotta be a lot of truth of what he's thinking and his mental my husband doesn't talk like
0: that no man right. I've ever dated has talked that vulgar. and then right. he
2: comes back and he's like no one no one respects women more than me I know give me,
0: give a, me a fucking break. Break. break amen
2: no no if you respect women you don't speak about them that way, yeah. you respect them. You yeah. don't speak about them that yeah. way.
0: And I just think that there's already so much, um, you know, misunderstandings about certain communities, like LGBT, like transgender, like so many um, communities that already are fighting for their voice and i'm so scared that now they're going to be suppressed even more so my question and i don't have the answer but to myself and to those that you know want to make a difference is like how can i support the communities who are whether they're underserved whether they don't have a voice this is a
2: start so you support those organizations uh with your time with your money if you can uh, that do stick up for what we believe in. So pay for a newspaper, even if it's a digital copy. Send mo- send money to the ACLU or whatever pra- Planned Parenthood or whatever whoever stands up for what you believe in. That's where you start.
0: Yeah, and, then and posting s- to Facebook is not activism. No. <laughs> But, you know, there's Dang. so many stats. There's so many stats
2: <laughs> about how. I mean, think about how Facebook and Twitter, Twitter really affected this election. Yeah, he got all this free publicity. Got all these people to follow him oh because my he was God. saying he yeah. was lying, and 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 Twitter was the platform. It was and the he flea, was tweeting flea. at
0: 3 a.m. His bully bullshit. Yeah. and then Facebook was also from both sides. both sides are, are just as equally represented in lies in so many fake news stories that were just clickbait designed to make people click. And then people on both sides are posting them as if they're gospel and they're not and at the, all true. and
2: and, and this is uh, so i'm I'm a big fan of the free press and and people don't understand that if you have you, to in order to have a democracy, I mean the first thing that Hitler did was to shut down the press and to control it and look at Trump going the media the lying media Mm -hmm. no I mean media is not perfect they make mistakes but actual journalists actual newspapers instead of Facebook right next to the enlarge your penis ads um, (laughs) those are actual (laughs) people that are looking uh, are actually looking for the truth so support find out your networks where you feel like journalists are actually doing their job and not reporting rhetoric not not just giving you what you want to hear my father listens to Fox News and I yell at him and say, you're being manipulated, you're not being told the truth. Look at other areas of journalism to find out what is important, to find out the truth because a free press, a free media is vital to a democracy. If we do not have that and do not support that, we're done. If everybody's getting their news from Facebook, game over.
0: I just want to say, if you want to talk to us about any of this, just post on our Facebook group and we'll try to get. Um, everyone's opinions represented. um, Because we we want to hear your voice and Food Heals Nation needs to hear your voice as well. And you know, for me, when you're talking about donating and things like that, I know where my money goes, where my donation money goes, it goes to Mercy for Animals, it goes to Humane Society, it goes to Farm Sanctuary. If you have an organization that right now with the Trump presidency desperately needs funds, put it in our Facebook group. Let's all support each other. And if it resonates with someone, then they'll support it. I'll support it. Susie will support it. Roxy, He'll support it if it resonates with us and so let's just all support each other during these tough times I agree <laughs> alright let's end on a positive note okay what who's got a joke what are we all grateful for you so start we, you always have a joke <sighs> I put you on the you spot you put but I brought it up my heart is pumping no, I'm stressed <laughs> out I don't have a joke Susie's is usually the comic relief but she gets so passionate about politics that's hard for her to laugh I know. So so we're just, we gotta make up, her laugh she gotta make am her am laugh I do
2: I get crazy well but you know what it is it's it's passion, it's not. It's crazy passion type. that was not there when I was in my twenties. I was just like, Whatever, I'm living my life. I'm an actress. I'm a writer. Blah blah blah. I was the same and way. now it's like, oh no, I actually this is important i actually care about a woman's right to choose i actually care about animals rights i actually care about well i care cared about- back
0: then but i didn't know it was being threatened and so susie and i are in our 30s and Roxy, you're in your 20s but in my lifetime i have voted for two presidents now who have been defeated who have won the popular vote and been defeated by the electoral college and something's right. got to change something's yeah. got to change yeah. so I don't have the answer, but let's find out what organization is funding that. I know, I think Barbara Boxer um, put in put in something about that. I, I, I need to do my research, but I, I read a lot of headlines.
2: Um, I think
0: it's going to be um, a
2: really interesting four years. If he doesn't get impeached, I'm hoping for that because... He's already kind of on his way.
0: He may very um, well get impeached. He, well, he yeah. doesn't have
2: a respect for our the way that our country operates. He doesn't have a respect for laws. He was born in with a silver spoon in his mouth. He doesn't have to answer to anybody. He didn't have to work for his money. It was given to him. Um, he doesn't even have to live in the White House. You know, he's going to live in his in his penthouse and he's going to go have his steak dinners whenever he wants. Like, it, it, he doesn't have, uh, he didn't want this job. This is a job. I love this it when is, Susie gets New York on us. Do you love it when I do accents? Ooh. This is a job. It's a really hard, it's a civil servant job. And this man's never really had a job, a J-O-B in right, his life. Right, right. So why are we going to expect that he's going to have one now right. and care for uh, all the constituencies of the United States, of
0: of which there are many, you right. know? And one more thing I want to say, if you're going to write us emails about this episode, don't say anything hateful because we don't want to hear and we won't respond. If you want to say anything that helps the cause or is loving, we will happily respond to you. But if you send me a hate letter, I will not write back. Now, what is everyone grateful for? You start. You're smiling. You start.
2: Okay. (laughs) Right. I will start. I will do Okay, go. So you got one? <laughs> I'm, first of all, grateful for Roxy because
1: oh, wow. up until
2: now, I have been the uh,
0: technical producer of this show. And it was weighing on our Food Hills Nation. It was weighing on her. <laughs>
2: It, it was. It was just a lot to deal with. And, and also... Well, we
0: had to cancel on six people in a row due to first Skype issues, then Pro Tools issues, then compatibility issues. And, you know, technology has failed us so much lately that that's why we brought Roxy on. And she is... Roxy is a rock star. Oh, thank you, guys. So we appreciate it. Not feel stressed it. out that like
1: my computer is going to get a ton of error codes or there's going to be no. a technological just, issue. Just don't mess up. No. I know, right? <laughs> don't <laughs> fuck up, Roxy. <laughs> you guys don't see me in the next no, episode. No, we... I am very grateful
2: for you because <laughs> thank you, Susie. It's been um, to, to have to juggle that, to juggle the the technical part, and then also be um, on air and and yeah, and, doing and a be lot. aware of guests. Well, right. in the Sounds in like the moment, in the moment, you do a lot behind the scenes for this show. So, and I'm grateful for you. Thanks, babe. Always. Um, this has been an amazing ride, and and I love what we do, and uh, it's it's fun when I get to just play so Roxy you're a part of that now I just get Thank to play you. Thank yeah
1: you. Oh, I'm glad to make it happen okay oh. now you
2: go Susie
0: yours was so good I can't top that you should have gone last <laughs> better go you better top it uh. otherwise you're gonna get deleted <laughs> delete 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 that's what we always say when we want to delete something but Food Heals Nation never hears it we delete it they just did. delete. <laughs> now you know our secrets <laughs> Oh, she's singing. She's happy. Okay, go. I am happy. I'm super grateful for this year. And it's actually, I read an article about how horrifying and bad 2016 was. And I was like, you know what? I don't agree with this. And then um, John Oliver did a whole thing. Did you guys see that? I did. It's very funny. 2016. It's (laughs) very funny. Definitely watch it. And I get it. And I laughed. But for me, 2016 was fabulous, you know. Um, I feel like Susie and I started the podcast in 2015. And speaking of activism, like this is my form of of getting what i believe out there into the world in order to help people and the reason that we created this podcast is so that what what i didn't have when my parents were sick what i didn't have when i was questioning is what i created and so i'm super grateful that we've made it this far that Susie is stuck with me because you know it's hard (laughs) to keep going um when you know we have such busy lives and the fact that we've made it over a year and a half And it's been successful. And we have our wonderful listeners, our super wonderful, active Facebook group people. And we get um, great emails from you guys. Uh, I just love you guys so much. I appreciate you so much, Food Heals Nation. And I'm going to copy Susie and say I'm grateful for Susie and Roxy, okay? But 2016 was a great year, and 2017 will be too, regardless of the political climate. Because the truth is, is that it is up to us, each individual person, to make our lives what we want. Well, you want. know,
2: to jump into your your own grateful speech, what we're now facing is what most countries face all the time. Yeah, if if they even get that far, some are under dictatorial
0: we just went backwards so we did we
2: completely did and now we're going to have to actually what did our parents do you know i had to google uh, uh, more information about the electoral college because i was like what what wait a minute wait a minute i have to and and we
0: have to be informed yeah and we have to go out there and do what we believe in Susie, let's go burn some bras that's what my parents do it (laughs) (laughs) i can totally see Susie burning bras food realization can't you I freaking love Victoria's Secret bras. I don't want to burn that.
1: But if God, I if yeah. I have
2: to, I will. Like if that is something that I'm passionate about is um, bra burning. Bra burning. You know, even, <laughs> we but even, learned something new about Susie even, today. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> even you know, but, you know, being a human on this earth is hard, uh, regardless of who you are. And I think once we all find the compassion for each other, we can move forward as a world. Or we all gonna have to move to Mars. I don't know. One of the two. <laughs> I'm hoping for here because I don't like Mar- the idea of Mars. It's really far. Yeah, it's cold. It's hot. It's really hot. Oh. Closer to the...
1: Never mind, Allie. <laughs> they're going to be stylish spacesuits is my concern, which is an odd concern.
0: I always just think of other planets as cold. Maybe I was thinking of the moon?
2: If they are farther away from the sun. But if they're closer to the sun then they're hotter.
0: I don't know science very well. We're gonna have a tutorial. We're gonna talk about it. I know we're the third rock from the sun because they made a show about it.
1: That's correct. <laughs> love that show. I love that show.
0: All right, Roxy, what are you grateful for?
1: Um, grateful for y- you guys bringing me on, of course. Um, she had to
0: say that. She I know, did. I we set her up. Okay. I'm glad
1: that you guys went first, so I could kind of. Um, Very kind yeah. of you to say though, <laughs> and of course, of course, uh, you know, the typical my friends and my family, uh, whatever craziness I'm going through, and whatever you know, I, I turned out to be uh, to grow up to be the spiritual. Hippie, which to a first-generation family is mm-hmm. super scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, super scary. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, the the environment that my friends have created and the environment that my family has created is all based out of love. And no matter who I am or what I'm going through, I just know that they're going to be there because that's what they put out in the world. And with with them teaching me that through action is how I am trying to overcome the feeling I get. Uh, you know, how I said earlier, where I get nervous now ab- about walking to a room and wondering whether or not I'm accepted. And the way I'm trying to overcome that is just trying to love the people around me. Because what, el- what other option is there? Are you purposely trying to put out hate if you're not trying to be friends with everybody, what are you trying to put out there? So what I'm trying to say, I know this time is confusing. Uh, choose your friends, choose choose to be in a correct environment and try to overcome your fears with love because that is what makes people feel okay at the end of the day. And that's what we're all trying to do is just to feel okay. Hashtag love heals. <laughs> there it is.
0: I love that, Roxy. And From the moment you walked into the podcast studio, I was like, yes, this girl's got Oh, it. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> (laughs) Awesome. All right, Food Heals Nation, thanks for joining us. I'm wishing you a super happy, healthy Thanksgiving. Eat some healthy food. Be with your family. Give everyone lots of love. Be present. Be present. Be present. Be mindful. Even if grandma's got some old school views, just love her. (laughs) (laughs) Don't argue. Don't rant. Just give everyone your love. Alright, thanks for listening.
2: I've seen the nations rise and fall, I've heard their
0: stories, heard them all, but love's the only engine of survival Hill
1: the clouds Slide they all die. i uh-huh.